You're listening to Extra Takes, hosted by Northland Church lead pastor, Dr. Joshua Laxton. Tune in each week as Pastor Josh reveals the rest of the story behind his sermons. We'll discuss how those who follow Christ can live out a biblical vision for the church in the world today. Hello, Northland family and friends. So glad that you're joining us for our Extra Takes podcast. I am your co-host, Pastor Josh, and I've been signing my name PJ these days, so I, I don't know why I do that. Uh, and I was then wondering also, let me, about that. Let me go ahead and introduce my other, my, my co-host, Matt Shiles. I don't know why I went straight into that, but you know, hey, it's Monday. It, it, it is Monday. Great, great to be here, and I was wondering about that. Can yeah. we call you PJ? Is that going to become a thing? Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. Okay. Yeah, PJ, that's fine. All right. Now, it is interesting. So I always say that you have to earn being uh, – you have to earn – pastor, you know, so I have to earn being your pastor. So Mm. I'm grateful that many people, you know, use that term um, in an endearing way and and an honoring way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but yeah, so PJ sounds great. So even though it does stand for pajamas, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll... Does it? I didn't... Well, I mean... Breaking it, news. <laughs> it, I, I thought it did. Maybe, maybe it doesn't. It but does, PJ's, yeah. like, because my uh, Ellie, she she came out of her room, and I'm like, why are you... Is it PJ Day? And it was PJ Day at Oviedo High School. And so I'm like, oh, okay, so there you go, PJ's. So so with my girls, there's a, there's a show, PJ Masks. Oh, I, I've seen that show. Oh, you have? Well, I mean, I say I've seen it. I've, you I've ran across it. it. Okay. So... Yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, it's like perfect for my girls. And yeah, uh, yeah so so different PJs these days. <laughs> it's a lot of PJs. <laughs> so we started uh, a new series this we weekend. Yeah. The Backstory of Generosity. Yeah, kind of like the Backstreet Boys. Just joking. For all of those, I guess in the 90s maybe, Backstreet Boys. I, listen, I, I'm not really too, you know, too keen on my, my uh, what would you know, a little pop yeah, I don't know. So, so Kaylee and I went on a date a couple of weeks ago, and somehow we got on. We we were looking up NSYNC, Backstreet Boys songs, yeah, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. Oh wow, that's yeah. hardcore nineties. We went back. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. It's so funny. Like in the nineties, was we went way back. Yeah, so, yeah. And now now we considered nineties going way back. And Joe's over here rolling his eyes because he goes way back to the I don't know seventies, sixties. Uh, <laughs> I just I just labeled Joe much older than what he is. So, like I said, it's Monday. It's one of those days. Okay. So, so I'm excited about this series um, because so often we think of of generosity just in terms of money, and you're really helping us reframe that. So, um, this is the backstory of generosity, the principle of generosity, and uh, it's October 22nd and 23rd. And believe it or not, we're in Genesis 1 and 2. <laughs> believe it or not, yeah. So the main point, um, you gave us two ways to say it. Generosity is founded upon love, and also generosity flows towards the people and things you love. Yeah. So we'll get into the uh, kind of the three-part outline. Um, but before we get there, can you tell us and talk to us about what went into creating this series Maybe what you've been studying, or or why why this series came right after Made for Mission? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's a great question. I mean, I definitely sense that. I mean, the short answer is that I felt the Spirit lead me to uh, do a series on generosity, and and it really does go into this idea. Of, like, I don't every week, and, and which and there's there's this huge debate out there in, in church world. Do you focus on you, you know telling the church every week about hey give 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 and 
and I, I completely hear that that side. And then there's this other side where I don't even I don't even mention it. And so for for me, I, I want to find a, a good middle ground, right? So so there are definitely times, and and I would say starting at the beginning of the year, at least once a month, we're going to focus on this idea of of care, which would essentially have giving underneath it and generosity. Is that one of the ways that we care for the resources and people that God has given us is that we give towards uh, the resources and people that God have, has given us. So, so we will have a focus, but but that's why, like, I love doing a series on generosity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, at least once a year, I'll do a series on on generosity. And I felt like what what better better way than to to do my first series on generosity than going all the way back to the beginning, yeah. and and that's also the reason why I'm also having us recite John three sixteen each week because I want to show the connection uh, to from creation to new creation. Mm. I mean, so for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. I mean, so Jesus and we've we've heard this in in the Made for Mission series and stuff that mm. that Jesus He ushered in new creation. Yeah. Well, again, and we also read in in in, in other parts of the New Testament how uh, for for our sake Jesus became poor so that we might be rich. Now, again, that's not financial. I mean, but God's going to pour out His riches on us through Jesus. Now, mm. where do we see that? Well, we actually. See See that in creation too, and so that's where I'm really wanting to expose, hopefully, both Old Testament, New Testament, this uh, this this deep, robust understanding of generosity, so that we mm. can get a better understanding of what it means to be a generous person, not just do generous things. Mm. Yeah. So you said uh, you would love for us to do a, a generosity series in some way once a year. Yeah. Are there other types of series that you have in your mind, different topics that you'd love to cover on a consistent basis? Like Outside that? of generosity? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I, you know, I was meeting with the staff, uh, well, the, what I call, I've put together a brain trust is what I've I've kind of created with uh, about 10 different staff members where we talk through series. And I have a framework of how I think about uh, series in a given year. So we've already planned out the entire 2023 calendar. And so I always start with a vision series at the very beginning of the year. Then from that vision series, and, and the reason why we do a vision series at the beginning of every year, we're kind of unveiling this is what we really sense that the Lord wants us to focus on this year, yeah. So which is why it's a kind of a vision series. Then we move into a book study. And so in 2023, we'll move back actually into the book of Acts because I want to show the continuity between uh, what we've been doing before I got here and what I'm going to continue to do after being here, right? So we'll go through uh, the book of Acts, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and we'll lead that will lead us all the way up to Easter. And then I always love to start a series on Easter weekend. And the reason why is because there are a lot of Christers that come out and you say, what's a Christer? Well, it's people that come for Christmas and Easter. And so part of starting a new series on Easter weekend is so that we can get people uh, maybe on the on-ramp. You know, it's mm. a good series. Hey, come back for it and kind of leave them with a cliffhanger, right? right? Then, yeah. uh, then we have our series in the um, the summer, and I call them our cultural engagement series. We have what I call TED Talks, 
and you're like, oh my gosh, you're one of no, 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 <laughs> theological educational discussions. That's what our TED talks, and then we have our A and E series, and that's our arts and entertainment series. And so we look at something in the arts and entertainment world, and then we uh, we look to see does the Bible have anything to say of what that artist is trying to hmm. trying to articulate, or what that movie or what that TV series is hmm. tr- is trying to articulate. And then in the fall, that's where we do uh, kind of a lot of mini series, hmm. and so that's where you, you know family series will be. That's where finance series will be. That's where smaller book studies will be. And then those mini series will lead up to Advent and then we'll do a, uh, then we'll do a Christmas series. And so every year we just basically plug and play with those series. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so you talked about uh, the misconceptions of generosity. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so in, important. A, f- a few of these you talked about, um, the misconceptions that it must be an action, that you must be rich to be generous, um, you must give a lot to be generous. Um, maybe it's it's only about money. Yeah. Um, so talk more about wh- why that's so important for us to understand at the beginning of this series that um, – that when we think about generosity, we, we might have some of these misconceptions. Yeah, and, and again, the misconceptions are that you're thinking about generous, generosity too narrowly, right? And so we want we want to broad we want you to broaden your understanding of, of generosity. So is generosity an action? Yeah, it, it, it is an action, but that doesn't make you a generous person, yeah. right? So when 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 hundreds of thousands of people give to hurricane relief. And many of them will think, oh, I'm a generous person. You, you may not be. That may be a generous act, but that doesn't mean that you're a generous person. Mm. And then money. like uh, So sometimes, I mean, again, sometimes people just give money because they don't have time. But okay, so here, here's my thing, is that if you've not built any margin in your life to give holistically generous, are you a generous person? You might, again, you might have an element of your life where you are generous because you can give a lot of money, but that doesn't mean that you're a generous person. So I'm really trying to build out a broader understanding of generosity. And and I'm telling you, it is something that's convicting me. Am I a generous person? Or do I just do some generous things? Yeah, yeah. And so, so that's where the the re- reason why I wanted to spend a little bit of the early portion of the message, kind of laying some some foundational thoughts on. Hey, here's some misconceptions that we have, and because I'm trying to I'm trying to zoom us out to see the broader understanding of generosity. Yeah, that's great. So, so for point one, um, you said God's love is seen in Him sharing. Um, who you love will share, who you love you will share with. Yeah. So really, uh, really important question. Do you share your full size candy bars with Joni? Uh, well, well, <laughs> well. If we get full size candy bars, um, sounds. <laughs> yeah. So here's a, so this is pretty funny. All right. So this is why very convicting, challenging series for me. But I remember before Joni, so years ago, she got diagnosed with celiac, so she's gluten-free. Well, internally, when I heard that she was gluten-free, I got a little excited because I didn't have to share my des- many of my desserts anymore. So because whenever we would go out to eat, you know, and after our, our meal, uh, you know, I always like to get dessert. 
Well, so Joni's like, well, I bring bring two spoons or two forks. I'm like, no, you just bring one. Bring bring you know because I have a hard time sharing desserts because I actually love desserts. Now think about it this way. I mean, because this is why we do extra takes. So so just to use my selfish nature for for instance, I loved my dessert way more than I loved Joni. So therefore, I just wanted to to share dessert with myself. Mm. You know, so 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 think about it. That's why, like, when you think about generosity, we're really good at loving ourselves. Yeah. And so we're really good at not sharing because we want to take for ourselves. Mm. Mm. So that's why, when it comes to the things that we have, materials, our time, our talents, treasure, which we'll get to in this series, if we love ourselves more than we love others, we will always keep the things for ourselves. Mm. And we will always find it hard to share. So that's why our love for others has to trump our love for ourselves. You really turned that around and made that a profound thing. I did, so that yeah. Well, but I mean, it was like I am. Like I, I'm convicted because Joni's like, "You love me," and well, I do. I love, like, I love you. And sometimes people have a hard time when I give Joni a voice, but it's just, it's just the way, it's just the way I communicate. But anyways, yeah. So she's like, "Won't you love me?" You know, like, I, and so it's convicting. So I ought to love her more than I love, I love myself. I mean, yeah. especially if I want to go back to Ephesians five, I'm to love my wife as Christ loved the church. And what did he do? He gave himself up. Mm. And so, again, well, I don't want to get ahead of this series because that's a whole other element of generosity, which yeah. we'll get to in week four. Yeah. But, again, it's I have, you know, there, there's a lot of discipline to constrain myself to not yeah. get so ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was proud of you for that because because I I saw that I could tell that you uh, you wanted to to keep going and I'm and I'm dropping hints along the way and then I will unpack it you, yeah. you know so but yeah so, so you talked about sharing and and specifically with kids uh, yeah. I thought this was helpful you said uh, many make the mistake of teaching the act of sharing not the underlying value of why we share and just this idea of of God sharing is done out of love not out of moral obligation yeah. and generosity flows from a deep-seated love. Um, we, we we talk about that a lot with our kids, Kaylee and I, and we think sometimes this idea of sharing is overrated because um, I wouldn't just come and take your phone. Yeah. Oh, you need to share with me now. Like we wouldn't expect that as adults, but sometimes we put that on our kids. But um, talk to us about that, where, where that idea came from. And uh, and why that's so important for us to uh, to understand the underlying value of why we share. Well, yeah, I mean, so so sharing is completely voluntary. I mean, if you think again, if you're rooting generosity into the very nature of God, He didn't have to create human beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but He does. Yeah. And 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 in Him voluntarily creating human beings, He doesn't even have to share anything with them. Like, I mean, in some sense, we don't see him necessarily in these ways of, of power, authority, and mission or creation project. He's not sharing that or those things with, with animals. So, so there's this voluntary mechanism in our generosity that, that spills out because of love. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, and that's where, like, if you look at the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they perfectly love one another. And so they're, they're actually, what they're doing with humanity is reflecting towards humanity what that what exists among the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that's where you, you have to start looking at, and this is why the, this, the idea of sharing 
is that sharing is an invitation to people to join who you are, to experience who you are and what you have. That's what ultimately sharing is. So if you want to be stingy, you're saying, listen, I want to shut myself off from the world. Mm. I don't want to share myself. I don't want to share who I am. I don't want to share what I have with the world. Like, it's all about me. Yeah. And, and and that's not what God did. He actually opens up mm. the, the possibility for human beings to share in who he is, to share in what he has, and to even share authority and dominion. Yeah. And so, um, so, so that's where that, that whole sharing notion comes. And, and hopefully, hopefully it really does enlarge, enlarges our understanding that sharing is not just me giving away something. Yeah. Actually, sharing is, is extending a part of me towards someone else and inviting them in. Yeah. And in that process, I'm reminded again of Exodus 19, how we are called to be holy and called to be set apart. And and when we embrace this larger view of generosity and sharing, I think that's a way that we can be set apart. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and then even to just to expound on a little bit more is that we do want you to share. Like the church as a collective body, we want to share. So therefore, like we want mm-hmm. to invite people into the story of God that that is actually embedded within his people mm-hmm. of who he is, what he's doing in the world. But in order for us to enlarge our capacity to share, guess what that means? We have to have individuals that are part of this collective body sharing. And yeah. so but and then you have to ask yourself, and this is where it, if you look at the church the way you look at the YMCA, you're not going to share the way God wants you to share. Like, here's the thing. I use the YMCA, but I don't love the YMCA. Hmm. I, in some sense, I, I, I love what it provides, but I, I don't love it enough to actually share who I am with it. You know, so I'm not calling the YMCA and asking, uh, how can I volunteer at the YMCA? No, I'm just giving them money every, you know, every month, which I, I'm not a member at the YMCA here. I used to be, not here, elsewhere. <laughs> so I want to get people get, get confused. But that's where, like, yeah. the church is not a YMCA. The mm. church is a is is the body of Christ mm. that is that is meant for the sharing of God's love with the world. So 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 that's where I, I want us to be challenged with the question: Do you love the church? Because here's the thing: If you love the church, you will share your life yeah. in in totality with the church. So we saw a story um, from one of our church family members, um, and this gets into our point too. God's love is seen in Him providing. Yeah. So Kelly and Sean's story, um, specifically Kelly, um, on video. So that was a powerful story and a powerful day. We we got the chance to to take a team out there for one of the days of cleanup. So, um, what are your thoughts on that, and what stands out for you uh, from that day? Well, I've never seen anything like it. I, I've never been in a house that had four feet of water in it like in, in in a flooding situation. And so it was just overwhelming just to take it in and just to try, try to even process and put yourself in their shoes. Um, so that that the, there there was a kind of an emotional moment there. Uh, and then to, but to hear them talk 
Uh, I mean, and they're trying to verbally process a lot, but how they're verbally processing it. Mm-hmm. And then to see her on screen, what, what she was sharing with with the world, really, is what she had shared with us, is that she has seen God's blessing in all of this. And, and, and for many, they would go, that's crazy that you would... You know, you would say God blessed you in all of this, but I, th- I think that's where when when you when you go through a situation like that in a crisis where you've lost everything, you actually start recounting in your life really what's most important. Mm. Stuff can be replaced. Yeah, your life cannot be. Uh, and when crisis hits, then you actually start seeing what is most important in your your faith. Your friends, hmm. your family, hmm. you know, those things are most important. And then, you know, to see how, you know, emotionally, you know, God had been providing for them uh, spiritually. I mean, that bucket of, you know, clean water, it, it, it's pretty spectacular, you know, that that story. Um, and, and then just the communal needs, like uh, to see their co-workers over there that day serving too, that he, here is a community of people not only in, in their workplace, but also in the place of, of their worship. We're coming together and we're supporting you. And then to have them share of how family and friends have reached out and said, hey, you can have our home or you can live here or we'll give you like – so, so it really does illustrate the holistic nature of generosity that really is needed in times of crisis. But here's the thing I would argue. It's not only needed in times of crisis. It actually is needed in times of calm. Like holistic generosity is really what helps us move through life in a whole way. Yeah. So speaking of that, um, you said – about holistic generosity, could it be the reason why people have a problem with being holistically generous is because they are holistically impoverished? Yeah. Um, It reminds me of uh, this book, When Helping Hurts, Mm -hmm. teaching in perspectives this week on community uh, development and, and poverty is something that we're looking at. Yeah. And this book takes the idea of poverty and it, and it redefines it is, um, uh, relationships that are broken, not just um, not just a lack of material things. Yeah. So, um, so I think what you're describing there is that we can actually be holistically impoverished well, and still have a lot of money in the bank. Well, yeah. Well, let's take poverty for for instance. There, there may be, and this is where I think our culture, our larger culture, is really good at tackling symptoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're they're not really good at diagnosing the disease. And so politicians are really bad at this too. Like, and the only reason why I'm saying politicians, and not, I don't want to crack on politicians, but you know we're in the political season, and Joni she wants to watch she wants to watch uh, live TV, and so I have to watch these political commercials. And I'm like, Ugh. but they, I mean, but again, they, they're promising so many things, and then they act as if the other side's not doing anything. I like anything, like they're working for yeah. you know some. I mean, it's just it's weird. But I mean, this is where like. It, Let's diagnose the disease. So poverty. All right. So many people will just give money. 
well, or we'll just go over and, and and we'll dig the well for them or whatnot. And so, but what what's the underlying what's the underlying yeah. issue? Yeah. And it and it has to do with holistic well being. Mm. Like, do they have a ecosystem that can support themselves? Like, mm. do they have a a job that can be self sustaining where they don't enter into poverty again? I mean, so there's a lot of layers to poverty. And so so when you think about everything that would need to be done to tackle poverty, mm. uh, so so at time, uh, the creation of uh, of flourishing, see now I'm getting really ahead of myself, but flourishing structures, uh, then ingenuity and knowledge of, of how how the economy works and how, I mean, like there's so many different layers. And yeah. so what, what generosity is, holistic generosity, is looking at at the entirety of your life yeah. and actually giving the entirety of your life towards that you love to bring about flourishing in their life. Yeah. See, now I'm getting ahead. I mean, you know, and so now we're getting a little, but, uh, but I, I'm leading on because like this, this next week, we're going to look at the aim of generosity and the aim of generosity is flourishing. And so, and so just, just tackling your issue of poverty, like, so if I'm going to love poor people, I'm not just going to throw money at them. Yeah. I'm actually going to use my entire life and my life capacity, my time, my talents, my treasure, you know, the talents of how God has wired me, how God has allowed me to have knowledge of how things work. And so, and now I'm going to start using the entirety of my life to contribute to the flourishing and the well-being of others. And so, and so, so poverty is not now just tackling a financial issue. We're actually tackling root issues in generosity. And it's and it's not about the flourishing not just about the flourishing of others but ourselves as well. And something that you hit on was so often we're we're too busy. Yeah. To, so and you cannot like yeah, you you cannot bring about flourishing when you're floundering. Right, and so if you think about how we're floundering, we're, we're and and I'll, I'll talk about this this week. So you need to come this week, and if you don't come this week, I'm going to start. I'm going to stop telling them to 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 video cast. I'm just joking. I'm just playing. Just joking. <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll continue to video cast and and all of that. But uh, but one of the things that I'll, I'll talk about, uh, you know, this week is the the ingenuity and the knowledge that God had in bringing about structures that brought about flourishing. And so, but, but the, the, even even that, like you're thinking about, do we do we even have the capacity, and have we even stopped long enough to think about what people need so that we can lend a helping hand? Yeah, you know, and and then also another thing that I'll, I'll talk about is time. So so God's eternal, so He never had time constraints. But but there does seem to be this intention of him creating days and nights and thus time. Mm-hmm. But guess what? He was in control of his time. He, instead of time controlling him, he controlled time. 
And so today in our own lives, we, we, we let our calendar dictate everything as opposed to our calendar and as opposed to us dictating our calendar. So therefore, we don't even have time to give. And so that's where, like, if you find yourself floundering in all of these areas, you, you're going to prohibit yourself already from, be, from being a generous, a holistic Gener- a holistically generous person hmm. b- because you have constrained yourself from being that. Hmm. I don't that, know, does that make sense? I mean, it that, does. Yeah, okay. And, and what that reminds me of is, um, you know, the leadership we're going through values, and I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll leak a few out yeah, here right yeah. now. Um, one of them is relish rest. Yeah. And another one is seek shalom. Yeah. And, um, and those two have just been you know, resounding in my head over the last couple of days um, and the last couple of weeks as, you know, it's just a busy time of year. And in some ways, it's just kind of a day-by-day thing. Yeah. But yeah, you cannot contribute to flourishing if you're floundering. Mm-hmm. Um, so then what does that have to do with relishing rest and seeking shalom? Yeah. Um, so something good to be thinking about and be challenged by for sure. Absolutely. Well, and as we get into the Point three, this will be the final question. Um, God's love is seen in his blessing. Mm. This idea of blessing is a really big, big concept, big idea. So just generally, um, and, and you can get specific if you'd like, but can you talk more about this idea of blessing? Yeah, I mean, it's one that I do. It's a It's a huge concept throughout Scripture, and I think it's one that, once again, we, we may not fully grasp, and maybe yeah. I don't even fully grasp because, again, in, in general, the idea of God's blessing invokes his divine favor. Yeah. And, like, what you, you know, again, like, what does that even – I mean, like, what does that look like? Well, I mean, I think that's part of why I love Genesis 1 and 2 so much is because that's what it actually looks like. It looks like a world that that is functioning and flourishing the way God designed Mm. Uh, where where his present where his his presence is there, mm. um, and so and like to to have no shame and, and no guilt. That's why I love the fact that you know I mean he and this is part of the provision. You know that he provides his his righteousness. Uh, he, he he so so he's pouring his presence, his his power, his protection on on Adam and Eve, clothing them, hmm. and so so therefore he's just showering them with his divine favor. Hmm. Um and, and and so and and I think that's one of the reasons why I, I think it's helpful to think about the opposite of blessing being cursing. Yeah. It's the removal of God's divine favor. And so, and, and this is why, I, you know, this is, uh, let's go a little bit deeper now, where there's this, uh, there's this terminology in uh, some theological circles that, that I run in that I really love, and it's called common grace. Hmm. And it talks about, and common grace is basically this idea that, that, that God, he makes it rain on the just and the unjust. So there, there are farmers out there, they don't love Jesus, don't know Jesus, but but the the rain and 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 the producing of their, of their crops that's common grace that so i want you to think and this is the thing that i want you i want you to think about a world where there is no common grace 
Because again, common grace is part of God's divine favor and blessing on just the world because it's part of his creation. I mean, and so, so, and that's hell. So that's why I mean, kind of even going all the way back to my last message from Made for Mission is that hell is the removal of of God's presence. Mm. It's the removal of God's divine favor. Mm. And we can't even fathom a world with, without that. I mean, we, we just, I mean, just think about the pain and suffering that, that we experience in a world that still has God's like divine favor through common grace on it. Yeah, yeah. And so now when you look at generosity from the lens of God's divine favor, mm. so that's why, you know, when you look at what Jesus would, would say uh, that he who is faithful in little will be faithful in much. Like, so here's the thing. If you're faithful in the little favor that God has shown you, mm. guess what he's going to give you? More favor. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. Well, is it more money? Is it more materials? Is it more knowledge? I, I, here's the thing I do know is that I do believe that God blesses so that we become a blessing. We see that in Genesis 12. I'm going to bless you, Abraham. I'm going to pour my divine favor out on you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to become a great name mm-hmm. and a great nation. Mm-hmm. And your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, Abraham. I want you to be a blessing. So so I do believe, and again, this isn't a prosperity thing. This is an, God wants to bless us. Yeah. God wants to pour out his divine yeah. favor on us. And so here's the thing. Are we positioning ourselves? So think about it. Spiritually speaking, are you positioning yourself for divine favor? Or is your heart aligning with the heart of God? And then are you being faithful with the blessings that he's already given you hmm. so, that, so that he can entrust you for more blessing? Hmm. So, so Northland, and let's, let's apply this corporately. Like God wants to bless us. God wants us to have a, a ministry. I used to have a, a, a church that I was a part of. Who the pastor was a mentor to me. He used to use this the statement that he wanted a ministry that that he felt like the Lord wanted him to have a ministry in which the sun never set. So think about it. think about the scope of of that ministry. It's global, right? Like I do believe that God wants us to have a global reach. I believe that He wants us to impact Central Florida in a way that we've like even. Even in the heyday of Northland, we we can't even fathom the impact that like so. But are we positioning ourselves to receive God's divine favor? Mm. And part of that positioning is actually being faithful with what we have, mm. which is again part of the reason why I I don't, I don't want to beg people to serve because if I have to beg you to serve now, a year two years later, I'm gonna have to beg you to serve again. Yeah. And so here's the thing: I truly believe that we will grow to the capacity in which we are giving. Hmm. Time, talents, treasure. So if if we're just if we're just giving our leftovers, we will get leftovers. But if but if we're giving our best and 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 we're we're enlarging our capacity to share and, and to provide and to bless, you just like he will open up the windows of heaven. I truly believe that. Yeah. Put God to the test in how we give. Hmm. And so, so that that's the thing about blessing. I, I truly believe is that the more we bless, the more God blesses. Yes. And we, but here's the thing, and this is where I, you know, I started out at the very beginning. I don't want us to bless 
because of what we are going to get. Because that, again, that that that's a wrong motive to have. Yeah. We bless because God has blessed, and the more we bless, the more He blesses. So it's this it's this cyclical, you know, idea that as God blesses, we bless; as yeah. as we bless, God blesses. As we, you know, so it and so it's never ending in that regard. Hmm. And so, so that's where, like, so that's where the shower of blessing, hmm. and you will only shower with blessing that which you love. Which is why, like, when I put up the picture of my family, like, I, I really do. I want to shower my family with blessing. Like, when my kids hurt, I want to figure out a way. How can I shower them with blessing of just presence, you know, trying to protect their heart? Like, well, what can I do? And because that blessing for my family is never ending. Mm. Well, the way that I would bless my family mm. in a never ending way of just constantly trying to be present, mm. trying to figure out ways that I can uh, pr- provide for them, protect for them, you know, protect them, mm. that's what God does for us. And so, therefore, church, like that's the kind of church we want to be for not only the people of God, but also to show a, just a little glimpse of God's blessing in Central Florida and in this area in a holistic way. Amen. Well, this was a great start to this series. Um, I look forward to hearing the definition of generosity. I think we'll get that in a couple of weeks, but we have to wait. You, you do got to wait. And, and and what's what's interesting, I'll just I'll, I'll leak you know, I say leak this. I mean, again, this is why we do it is uh, so I, I so after all of my, you know, kind of study preliminary uh, study for this series, knowing the four major things that I'm going to cover, and I'll tell them. So you, you look at the the principle of generosity or the foundation of generosity, which is love. Then we'll look at the the aim or the purpose of generosity, which is flourishing. Then we'll look at the pattern of generosity, which is then your time, your talents, and your treasures. This the pattern is 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 what are you giving? And then the the last is the passion. And I'm going to leave that one hanging because you're like, ooh, the passion. Ooh, what does that mean? The passion of generosity. And so so that's where we're moving. And you know, so so as I you know really kind of uh, you know did that kind of larger framework, I did jot down a definition. But as I was looking at it this morning, I'm like, mm, do I need to add something to it? Mm. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how many iterations that I, I have through okay. that definition. Okay. But um, so it might change. That's it, cool. it might change yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, with an in, you know kind of a, a word inserted here or there yeah. to really comprehensively bring about the biblical concept of generosity. Yeah. All right. Looking forward so. to it. Well, Northland family, friends, it has been a pleasure uh, to to just share a little bit more through Extra Takes. And Matt, thank you so much for your leadership and co-hosting abilities in Extra Takes. Northland, you are loved. You are blessed by God to be a blessing. Hey, if you don't mind, will you take just a second? And if you will not only subscribe, hopefully you've already subscribed to this podcast, but if you would go ahead and rate it, rate us and give us uh, any comments that you have on it, it would be very helpful. Positive comments would be would be no I'm I'm just joking about that. If you have positive feedback, we're always like I'm a firm believer in a feedback loop. So so if you have constructive positive feedback that can help us or even enhance what we do, that would be wonderful. Blessings. Thanks for listening to Extra Takes. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you won't miss a single episode.